Welcome back to Dr. Me First. Today, you're getting all me, just a solo cast. And if you're new chiming in, I'd love to tell you about myself. I'm the queen of burnout and sass, mother of dragons, family medicine, addiction medicine doctor in rural Indiana. I've been burnt out, and now I'm embracing my badassery. I am Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And I'm excited to come with you to the solo cast today. I realize, flipping back through the library, I haven't done this in a hot minute. So you're just going to be getting all of me today. And I'm going to be talking about recovery because I think it's so important when we talk about awareness of burnout. And I think that there's a lot of hubbub around the topic, but it's like, but then what? So I'm bringing you the then what? All right. So get your notebooks ready your comfy sweatpants. Hopefully you got a good cup of tea or coffee. But if you're rushing to work right now too, I'm glad to be in your ears. All right, here we go. So recently I've been listening on Audible to the book the Urge, Our History in Addiction by Dr. Carl Eric Fishers. For y'all that don't know, I have found second-year medical student love back again in my FQHC, specifically taking care of uh, primary care with folks with substance use disorder. And hopefully in 2023, I'll get my addiction board certification if I get my nose to the grindstone and, and do all my criteria. And so I love these type of stories. I love books about addiction. I love going to DEA meetings in Indianapolis. I love Netflix shows all about substances and addiction, just the complexity of it, but yet like the human emotion of it as well. And so as I was listening to his book, these words, recovery has no endpoint, made my heart pause and my brain just kind of went... <laughs> and like absorb that into my soul. And that's when it hit me that I would never defeat my work addiction. I would never defeat burnout. I will always be in recovery because this is it. Like this is life. Essentially, that's what recovery is. And even with all my major shifts in life, with coaching, with therapy, with medications, with all the things moving forward, I will still need recovery. And though not exactly the same, but pretty damn close, I believe my experience of utter crushing burnout, of work addiction, of having a total interior crisis makes me so much more relatable to my patients who come into my office with opiate use disorder or methamphetamine or alcohol or gambling or anything, honestly, because to human brain, feeling better and addiction, no matter where it comes from, fires in the same way as my work addiction. You know, I also can relate too to my folks with depression and anxiety in a much deeper way and with more understanding and compassion than if I would have been fulfilled from day one in my career. And I'm not trying to put a silver lining on a black cloud because I really hate when people do that. <laughs> Honestly, the toxic positivity. There's no fucking way that I would want anyone to feel what I felt during those dark years. And I'm not going to glorify it at all. It sucked. But if I can take something away from what I learned, it's that it's made me a better doctor. And it's so interesting. The words that I say on my podcast are, 
And to you all out in physician coaching world are the exact same ones a lot of times that I'm saying in my exam rooms to my patients. You know, like the other day I used fall down seven, get up eight, or reminding them, not your circus, not your freaking monkeys. One of mine that I absolutely love is no is a complete sentence. And I have to remind myself at that at work a lot, or when someone's asking for something that is outside my ethical and professional judgment, that no is no, and I don't have to explain myself. You know, another one that I love is just because someone doesn't like your boundaries doesn't make them wrong. And I have to remind myself of that too when I get a little ruffled under the feathers when I bump up against other people's boundaries. I find myself telling people, I'm really proud of you. Look at the strength that that took. What have you learned from this experience? You are more than the voice in your head. And sometimes I do have to give them a little slap on the ass, just like I do with you guys, and remind them, no one is coming to save you. This is your journey. Yes, there are plenty of tools around to help you. Yes, there are people who are more than happy to step up and be for you. But ultimately, you have to trust yourself and you have to know that this is for you and no one else. And the last one that we actually got t-shirts printed up for, and I stole this from Dr. Melissa Hankins, but the quote is, I'll hold the hope until you're ready to hold it for yourself. That's a big one, you know, because so many times you can be in an awful, terrible situation, but as long as you have hope, you know that there's that glimmer. And unfortunately, in my work, both in addiction and primary care and in physician coaching, I do come across people who don't no longer have that hope. Either they've lost it or life has just smashed the shit out of it. And I want you to know, maybe my role instead of doctor healer, maybe it's hope holder. Maybe that's what I need to be going forward. So I'm excited about that. One thing that I think we all need to remember is that we're all still humaning no matter if it's with addiction, if it's with burnout, if it's after divorce, if it's after traumatic events, parenting, we are all trying to do the best we can. And we will still have to make tough decisions, even from this point forward. We will still have to continue to determine what we value. And we're going to have to keep reminding ourselves how we are going to live it out in this one brief life. And we still need to grow and change. And I think that's the biggest thing. So many times people come to me with burnout looking for that aha moment and that like perfect next step. But it is always really about taking the next best step and then taking the next best step after that, like hopping across the stream on the rocks. You know what? Sometimes you're probably going to face plant down in the water. You're probably going to slip on a rock. Sometimes you're going to like hop on a rock and be like, yes, I jumped so far. But I think that's reminding ourselves again that it's not always about a victory. It's just about taking that next step. So we're going to do all these things, not despite burnout or addiction, not because we're running away from it, but because of these things, they are now part of our story. And recovery is really just part of life. It's about moving through that. It's one thing that I remind my patients all the time is sometimes we're just doing a risk reduction sobriety is not always the goal. And I think that's been really comforting to me that I've gone through a stretch here in the last eight months where work addiction has definitely reared its ugly head. And you could say that I've relapsed, but reminding myself, look how far I've come. 
Look how much quicker I've caught myself. Look at the course corrections that I've taken. Look at the help that I've gathered. And look where I am now. So I want to encourage everybody. You know, one of the sayings I say is, it's not if you get burned out, it's when you get burned out. And same thing with my patients. It's not if you have a craving or if you get tempted again, it's when. Because it's coming and it's it's going to happen. And it's just reminding ourselves that this is a part of life. This is normal. And that now you're older, wiser, and smarter. So I just want to normalize the conversation about that. I love that I've helped so many people over the years. And I do occasionally get people who come back for a tune-up. <laughs> I love it. I love tuning up people. And, and what I remind them is like, look where you are now. Look at the problems that you're dealing with now compared to the ones when we first started having a conversation. Again, nothing has gone wrong here. This is just where we're at in this chapter, deciding what the next best step is. And that's what I want to encourage everyone at. If you are still trying to figure out if you are burnt out, friend, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't figured that out yet, I would say yes. <laughs> if you have listened to my advice, done coaching with me, hung out with me in the Badass Slack group, and, and you've made positive changes in the right direction, I want to applaud that in you. And I also want to encourage you to say, keep going, that when things come up, when you fall on your face, when stuff happens again and it starts to feel like it did before, those are your red flags to be like, oh, Aaron said this was going to happen and everything's okay. And all I've got to do is take the next best step. Sometimes the next best step is behind you and backtracking a little bit. But the step I want to really focus on today is the step of rest, of just stopping, taking a pause and not doing anything. As a type A overachiever, not doing anything doesn't feel like an option to me, which I now know it it totally, absolutely is an option. And it's one I should be utilizing more. And I say this because we're always looking to do, you know, the next book or coaching or therapy or change medication or what, whatever the doing is. But I really want to, in this next year, in 2023, you're going to see me talking a lot about rest, about silence, about pausing before the doing. Because I think when you're like me and work is your drug, it's easy to get into the doing and getting busy and putting your head down instead of dealing with the shit that you need to. Because that's been my experience the last eight months. I started getting back into it. And what I realized is things were getting hard. Feelings were coming up. I was using work as avoidance and to feel better about things. And it was actually things that probably I needed to address about eight years ago. And just, I think I probably wasn't ready at that time. And so now giving myself permission to rest, to do less, to open up space for nothingness feels really, really hard. It feels counterintuitive but I know that it's the next best step. So I wonder what that looks like in your life as well. You know, sometimes I encourage people to, what does lazy look like? What does bored look like for you? Not in the negative sense, but in the sense of, if you were to do nothing, what would bubble up to the surface? That's a scarier question than sometimes what the doing is. Y'all know I love me some Instagram. And I was scrolling the other night and... We'll have to post it in the show notes, but it's under the profile Nicola Jane Hobbs. And she put up a post about um, rest. So I'm going to read it to you. 
The most relaxed person in the room is the most powerful one in the room. The most relaxed person in the room is the most present person in the room. The most relaxed person in the room is the most safe, the most soft, and the most soothing person in that room. The most relaxed person in the room is the person who can deal with challenges calmly, who can respond to suffering compassionately, who can act courageously. When we're stressed, striving, and hurrying through our days, lost in the trance of busyness, our focus narrows and we lose perspective. When we're deeply rested and emotionally regulated, our awareness expands and we can see possibilities and paths to personal and collective freedom that we were blind to when we were living in survival mode. Rest shifts our nervous systems away from states of self-protection and threat detection towards states of safety, love, and connection. Resting is a pathway to become our most conscious, compassionate, and courageous selves. If you feel guilty for resting, remember, you're not just resting for you, you're resting for all of us. And I think that's absolutely true. All of those words that she had. When you are stuck in fight and flight, all in your sympathetics, just trying to get through the day without drowning, you do have tunnel vision. You can't see the forest through the trees. It's just about survival. And so what I want you encouraged to think about is what would life be like if I wasn't in the hustle bustle and survival mode, but I was all in my parasympathetics and, and bored and aware and seeing all the things. One exciting thing that's coming in 2023 is I will be setting up some dates for sabbatical rest. So purposely put dates for people who are interested in doing just that, taking the step back, getting out of survival mode, and just about gaining perspective so that you can go back to your life, integrate that, integrate more rest into your life, and see what you need to do to switch over from just panic and deadlines and one more patient and running kids here and there, and really what needs to change both around you, but inside of you. So stay tuned on that. I'm excited to share. So you are going to start to see a shift in what I've been doing. Continue to keep reaching out to me. I'll still be doing coaching. I'll probably do an occasional group class here and there, but hang with me. I think I'm on the precipice of something new and great. Hey friend. So my word of the year for 2023 is going to be slacking for two reasons. One, I am really going to pull back the throttle in 2023 and see what life is like when I just do enough. Not extra, not overboard, not overworking, burning myself out, burning candle at both ends, slacking. Something I don't think I've really ever done my entire life. I'm excited about it, but I'm also worried, of course, (laughs) the classic OCD overworker, how this is going to be. The other reason that slack is going to be my word in 2023 is that's where I'm going to hang out. You're not going to see me in a lot of new places. I'm just going to be waiting for you in my DMs on Slack. Yeah, I'll probably occasionally post on Instagram and still send out a few emails, but you're going to see a change in Burnt Out to Badass and Dr. Me First. 
you're going to just see me waiting willingly and quietly in the corner for those who are ready for help. No more blasting lots of advertisements and marketing and pushing people. When you're ready, you'll come and we're going to see how it goes. So there you go. That's my word for the year. How about you? Have you picked a word? I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email. Better yet, send me a DM in Slack. Or maybe you want to join me and let's make this the year of slacking. All right, friend. Remember, if work is your drug, rest is your recovery. Come over and hang out with Slack and me and start slacking off a little bit in life. Great friends. Thanks for hanging with me. Episode 399 in the book. Stay around and listen to episode 400. And I just got to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Love you, friends. Heavy lids. Sure.